The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Sports Yak Podcast brought to you by Look Trailers. Searching for dedicated people to join their team. They're hiring immediately for skilled positions, including welders, starting at $21 to $25 per hour. Located only 24 minutes from Goshen, 9 minutes from White Pigeon, Michigan. Visit LookTrailers.com. Look Trailers is an equal opportunity employer. Do you like sports? Because we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Jack. Sports Jack. It's Sports Jack. And welcome to episode 301 of the Sports Jack podcast. You mean the Rogers Hornsby episode? I love Bruce Hornsby. No, Rogers Hornsby. Oh. Six straight batting titles from 1920 to 1925. Two-time National League MVP, two-time Triple Crown winner, two-time National League home run leader. He hit 301 home runs in his big league career. His career batting average, Corey, was 358. He was the Raja. He's Rogers Hornsby. Did I hear in a press conference someone asked him why he was so good? He said, that's just the way it is. Some things will never change. No, he never said that. He never said that? He he never said that. Family Broadcasting Corporation. In association with the Studio DNA Podcast Network, presents Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. Here's your host, Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here! And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer, this one will be relived, Chuck Freebie. Forever! On the way in this morning, I heard a song on our local country radio station, and it went like this. <clears throat> it's hard to be a Bears fan, 2021. And then I turned the channel immediately. Well, it was true, because the Chicago Bears... They made overtures for Russell Wilson. They were willing to maybe give up even three first-round draft picks to get him. They made overtures for Deshaun Watson. But Seattle and Houston would not budge, and so the Bears found themselves in a pickle because, you see, they can't stick with Mitch Trubisky. That relationship is broken. It's, It's over. And so the Chicago Bears right now, even though they still sit with Mitch Trubisky on the roster... Realistically, they are now looking at Nick Foles battling somebody. And when Ryan Fitzpatrick went out and signed with the Washington Redskins, same basic contract that the Bears were going to give, it left the Bears with limited choices. And so Andy Dalton comes to Chicago. The former Bengals quarterback last year played for the Cowboys, went 4-5 and five as the starter there does have a winning record in his career, but Andy Dalton could add Russell Wilson, could add Deshaun Watson. You get Andy Dalton, and I would dare say a lot of Bears fans feel a little bit like 
well, Michael Wilbon felt on PTI last night. I'm angry about the Bears. And I told you they were never getting Russ out of Seattle. I, I told you that. Because the, the GM isn't competent enough to do that. And they might not want it to give him up anyway in Seattle. But let me just mention that Ryan Pace, the GM I'm about to attack, he chose Trubisky in a draft. He moved up to get him ahead of guys named Watson and Mahomes. Now he's choosing Dalton over Trubisky, who he drafted. Trubisky, who has a record, a record of 29 and 21. For all the grief Trubisky takes as a starter, 29 and 21. Two out of three years in the playoffs, the two out of the last three. Yeah. This is a disaster. Yeah. And it, it doesn't mean... It doesn't mean that Dalton is the worst guy in the league. It doesn't mean that. But the Bears yet, this is a franchise that's 102 years old. And they've had like four quarterbacks you'd want in the entire century plus of business. And this guy, Ryan Pace, should be fired if this is all he can do. And his coach, Matt Nagy, because he didn't want to coach Trubisky, he wanted to pine away for his days as an assistant in Kansas City where he had Mahomes as a red shirt. He should be fired. Because he doesn't want to coach Trubisky. These guys, I've been telling you this for three or four years. Yeah. They are a disaster. They have led to ruin the Chicago Bears. And the Bears aren't always great. But they're not this incompetent. This is awful. He's angry, Corey. <laughs> I really have to learn from one of the pros. Just setting the table. I'm angry. Set the standard right there. Yeah. And then laid out the case. Here's, here's another fun fact, Corey. The NFL's average league passer rating last year was 93.6. It's a complicated formula. I can't really describe it. But the, the mean is 93.6. So if you're an average quarterback... You should hit that number. Andy Dalton has achieved that number exactly one time in his 10-year career, and that was six years ago. And now he comes to Chicago, and Bears fans are supposed to get excited about the 2021 season. I will grant you that the Lions have gone from Matthew Stafford to Jared Goff. And many people think, oh, you've taken a step down there. I will grant you that the Minnesota Vikings still have quarterback questions with Kirk Cousins. The Green Bay Packers still have Aaron Rodgers. And you're trying to come with Andy Dalton. Let me tell you the difference between Aaron Rodgers and Andy Dalton. One's a Guinness and the other's an O'Doul's. <laughs> on this St. Patrick's Day episode. Exactly. Very nice. So you're saying, I'm going to read between the lines here, you're not excited about this move. Why would you be excited about this move? Because the big red machine's coming to town. Yeah, the red I, rifle. Oh, boy, here comes the red rifle. Is that what they call him? Yeah. <sighs> do you, what do you think Alan Robinson is sitting there thinking when he reads this? Hey, Alan, uh, we're going to slap the franchise tag on you. We're going to go after, we're going to get you a quarterback. We're going to go after Russell Wilson. We're going to go, hey, man, that sounds good. We're uh, going to get the ball in your hand. Uh, Alan, this is Ryan Pace from the Bears. Uh, we've got a new quarterback. Oh, did you get Russ? No, 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 we didn't get Russ. 
Oh, you got Deshaun. No, 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 no. We didn't get rid of it. We got Andy. Who? <laughs> Who? Do you think he'll have Andy written on the bottom of his shoe like in Toy Story? Well, maybe. <laughs> maybe after he gets done getting sacked behind that Bears offensive line. The poor guy got concussed last year in Dallas. And Dallas has a much better offensive line than the Bears. So you've got Andy Dalton and Nick Foles as your quarterbacks. And I thought Lewis Riddick described it very well on ESPN. He says, look, it's nothing against Andy Dalton. He's a great guy. He's a serviceable NFL quarterback. But the Bears have had a history of serviceable quarterbacks. Do you realize the Chicago Bears have never had a 4,000-yard passing season in their history? That is how bad the quarterback position has been in Chicago for time immemorial. And now you think Andy, Andy Dalton is not the answer. He's merely a bridge to get to the answer. A so, $10 million bridge. Well, by quarterback standards, that's cheap. They got Andy Dalton for less than what the Lions signed Romeo Okwara for to be a pass rusher. Mm. So by quarterback standards, they basically signed him to backup money. And who knows, he might be the backup to Nick Foles. I don't think so. I think Andy Dalton's probably better at this stage of his career than Nick Foles. But if you're a Bears fan, why in the world would you be excited about this? So Mitch is on the hunt. He's hoping to land somewhere. Somewhere. Mm. Now, technically, he's still on the roster. Do I think that relationship can be repaired? I don't. But maybe they'll try to find a way to nurture it. Because if you ask me, Trubisky is better than anybody else they have on the roster right now. I heard Wilbon say that Nagy says he cannot coach this guy. Did he actually say that? Or is that just the... That's reading of the situation. That's the reading of what was said in the post-game press conference. Okay. Or post-season press conference, I should say. You know, because we're looking for leadership. We're looking for a guy with an arm. And if he doesn't have legs, we can work with that. That was the quote I remember hearing. <laughs> well, they got Andy Dalton. The red rifle. Cocked and loaded. When you heard that yesterday, what were your thoughts? Uh, who's Andy Dalton? Thank you. Yeah. I think I, rem- I think I remember him more as a Bengal. He had some right? decent years with the Bengals, but he had a lot of talent around him. He probably had three, maybe three future Hall of Famers on that team. Uh, that's not the case right now in Chicago. You got They've got some good defensive players in Chicago. So your tune would be would be drastically different if it was a Russell Wilson. Would you have... Well, of course would it would. Would you say something to the effect of... Now we're talking. Now? Yes. Okay. Same thing with Deshaun? I wouldn't be as excited for Deshaun as I would have been for Russell, but I still would have thought that that's a better move. I could see the logic behind that move. The logic behind this move is there's nobody left. We failed and there's nobody left. The last, what are we going to do? Who's the, out there with an arm? The last great Chicago quarterback. Sid Luckman. I'm going to have to Google that. Back in the 1940s. Eric Kramer has the single-season passing yards record. But they never won anything with Eric Kramer. Now, I can hear people out there saying, well, Chuck, they went to a Super Bowl with Rex Grossman. 
Yeah, they did. A lot of things worked for them that year. They had so many touchdowns on defense and special teams that year that Rex Grossman couldn't find a way to screw it up. Jim McMahon? Jim McMahon won a, won a Super Bowl with an incredible defense yeah. leading the way. And a pretty potent running game headed up by one Walter Payton. There's none of that sitting on the Bears right now. None Let, of it. Let's shift gears. Bears get Andy. Colts lose Brissett. Yeah. Jacoby Brissett. So they're in the market for a backup quarterback. Jacoby signs a one-year deal to be the backup to Tua down in Miami. Pretty pretty good thought for the Dolphins in that you never know if your starting quarterback is going to make it all the way through the season. I think Jacoby is a very serviceable backup. He's had a long career as a serviceable backup. The one year that he was a starter in Indianapolis, he was okay. Can't really throw the deep ball all that well. Uh, but that's not what you're looking A backup quarterback is is basically to kind of stem the tide a little bit, maybe win you a game or two while the starter heals up. He can some, do that. Where did uh, Stafford end up? He's with the Rams. Rams, okay. And the Rams have been trying to cut salary cap because they are way over the cap. So the Rams made a trade with the Lions. It was basically as though they gave him away. <laughs> the Rams wind up sending the veteran defensive lineman Michael Brockers to Detroit. Brockers has been in the league since 2012, former first-round pick out of LSU, had five sacks last year, helped solidify the middle of defensive line for Detroit. As I mentioned, they signed Romeo Cora a couple of days ago, three years, $39 million. Lions have pass rushers at the defensive ends. They need something to kind of solidify the middle of that defensive line against the run game, and, and Brockers might be able to help do that. He's a big fella at 305. Tell me about the highest paid Offensive lineman in NFL history. Well, here's another thing where the Bears were in the running. The Bears were in the running, but they said, no, we don't need Trent Williams when we have Herman Afidi. Why would you need Trent Williams when you can go out and keep Herman Afidi in Chicago? And so Trent Williams, you know, the Chiefs had looked at him, the Bears had looked at him, but the 49ers said, He's really good. Let's open up the pocketbook to the tune of six years, $138 million for an offensive lineman. If you say that sounds like a lot for an offensive lineman, it's because no offensive lineman has ever made that kind of money before. So the Niners have gone out and opened up the pocketbook. They've got Trent Williams on one side, Mike McGlinchey on the other. They feel really good about their offensive line, and I think they should. Now the Niners just have to get some productivity out of Jimmy Garoppolo this year at the QB position, keep him healthy, and they should be able to reemerge as a contender in a very difficult NFC West. I mean, you look at that division with the Rams, the Seahawks, the Cardinals, and the 49ers. In my mind, that is the toughest division to win in the NFL right now. Okay.
Look Trailers is searching for dedicated people to join their team. They're hiring immediately for skilled positions, including welders, starting at $21 to $25 per hour. If you're looking for work in a great atmosphere that's focused on safety, working smart, and bettering the team every day, then Look Trailers is for you. They're located only 24 minutes from Goshen and just 9 minutes from White Pigeon, Michigan. Their family of brands include Look Trailers, Pace American, Cargo Express, and Everlight Trailers. Fly online at looktrailers.com today. Look Trailers is an equal opportunity employer. Let's bring this conversation to our hometown, our backyard, our community. What's happening in football high school? Northridge has itself a new coach. His name is Chad Epley. He was an outstanding two-way lineman at Wawasee High School when he was growing up. Bright young guy. Went down, played at the University of Indianapolis. Had a nice career there. Has come back home. He was at Westfield High School for a year Found a job at Northridge, has been an assistant coach for football, wrestling, and track. He's only 26 years old. This will be his first head coaching job. Uh, Well-received by the Middlebury community from what I could gather last night. Replaces Tom Wogeman, who was wildly popular because basically he kind of took that football program at Northridge to places it had never gone before. They played in the semi-state a couple of years ago. Uh, Tom Wogeman, great guy, uh, cancer survivor, had done a superb job in Middlebury, but just decided it was time to spend more time with his family, spend more time just away from the game. And so Chad Epley comes in, some young blood in the Northern Lakes Conference, and we'll see how he does. I, I think there's some talent coming back at Northridge. They lost some players, just like every program does, and we'll see what he can do to keep what Tom has done, and you hope that he can actually build on it and maybe improve it too. You ready but, to get into some basketball? Yeah, high school basketball last night. It's the last week of the regular season in Michigan. You know who was supposed to play tonight? I don't. St. Joe and Lakeshore. Oh, that's but, a fun one. But Lakeshore, I think, has a little bit of a COVID problem. Oh, really? So that game got canceled because, you know, the tournament is next week and you want to make sure you're ready to go for the tournament. Would the, is this a game that matters, or they're able to push it aside and go, it is what it is? They have no choice. No. It, it doesn't matter whether doesn't it's matter. a game that matters or not. Team has COVID, you're not going to play. So, St. Joe had Niles last night, and the Bears went at 47-39. Very balanced attack last night for St. Joseph. Barry and Springs got a great game from James York last night. He scored 21. They beat a... Talented new Buffalo squad by a count of 60-50. to 50. Benton Harbor rolled last night over a team from Pawamo. Uh, they beat them 79-58. Corey Sterling's team ranked number two this week in the Division II poll up in Michigan. Brandywine won its rivalry game with Buchanan last night. Bridgman got a win. Coloma had to go overtime, but they were able to pick up a win. Everything building for the district tournaments next week up in Michigan. On the girls' side, Niles and New Buffalo pick up victories. Yes. Let's get into March Madness. So now we are going to go through a little exercise that I like to say call picking the first round. Picking the first round. So I'm going to go through matchups, and we'll see who you decide to go with here. Okay. And, and I will offer guidance if needed. We have... In the opening round, Gonzaga is the number one seed. They are undefeated for the season. They will play the winner of Norfolk State, Appalachian State, 
Will it matter? No. No. I think everybody will go with Gonzaga in that game. Then you've got the 8-9 matchup. Oklahoma, 15-10, and 10, playing Missouri, 16-9. and 9. Mm, Have they played in the regular season? No, they're from different conferences. Oklahoma's from the Big 12, Missouri from the SEC. Oklahoma's 8? They're the 8 seed, Missouri's 9. Oklahoma. I am... I am going to go with Missouri only because I tend to like nine seeds. CBS had a graphic the other night. The nine seed has actually beaten the eight seed more times than the other way around. Mm. So I'll go with Missouri in that one, but I'm not really – that would not be a high-confidence pick for me. Five-twelve matchups often produce upsets. You've got Creighton, the five seed, at 20-8, and eight, taking on the – Gauchos of UC Santa Barbara, who are 22 and 4. I love Gauchos. I'm going with them. You're going to go with the 12 seed? Yeah. What, is, what exactly is a Gaucho? It's a, it's a uh, cowboy oh. of some sort. I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, Virginia and Ohio. Virginia is the 4 seed, but they've had a little bit of a COVID problem. They're not coming into Indianapolis until Friday night so that they can pass their test and play Saturday night. They're 18-6. They play the Bobcats of Ohio University. That Ohio State, Ohio U, 16-7. I think they're going to get bad news and not be able to play. Well, if that's the case, Ohio gets the walkover. I think Virginia has been taking care of itself. They have a coach named Tony Bennett. That's great, great coach. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with UVA. USC is the number six seed. They play the winner of Wichita State and Drake. Well, who's playing who now? Wichita State plays Drake in Dr- a first four game on Thursday night. Drake's going to win that. Okay. Dr- you're going with Drizzy. Mm-hmm. And then USC versus Drake. USC is going to win that. Okay. Uh, third seed is Kansas. They're 20. 20- Hi, Diane. Kissing up to the host. I love it. <laughs> uh, third seed is Kansas. They play the 14th seed, Eastern Washington. Oh, Kansas. Yeah. Uh, Eastern Washington is going to be dust in the wind. Uh, the seventh seed is Oregon, 20 and 6, I think. I need new contact lenses here. Yeah, 20 and 6, taking on the 10th seed, VCU, Virginia Commonwealth at 19 and 7. Yeah, they're done. Virginia, Oregon. Yeah. And then. Your boy Bryce Drew, mm-hmm. number 15 seed Grand Canyon. Former Chicago Bull. Yeah, former Valparaiso Viking. Former Valparaiso Crusader when they were the Crusaders. They're the 15th seed. They have to take on Luca Garza <laughs> and the second seed Iowa Hawkeyes. Oh, man. It's great to hear Bryce's name. It's great to hear Grand Canyon. I don't think they're going to get past that one. Uh, Luca makes sure they swim with the fishes. Oh, he's going to make them an offer they can't refuse. Lose. Let's go down to another bracket. Michigan, the number one seed, playing the winner of Mount St. Mary's, Texas Southern. I think Michigan's going to win the entire tournament. Well, then I guess the rest of this exercise is for naught. LSU, the eighth seed, taking on St. Bonaventure, 16-4. and four. Can I have that one again? LSU is the 8th seed, St. Bonaventure the ninth seed, 
LSU is eighteen and nine. The Bonnies are sixteen and four. And that's an eight and nine playing against yeah. each other. I'll go with your previous scientific uh, quandary. I'll go to the number nine. Yeah, I'll take the Bonnies as well in that one. Your Bonnie lies over the ocean or over the sea. Uh, the fifth seed, Colorado, takes on the twelfth seed, Georgetown. Georgetown just won the Big East tournament, so they're hot. But they're thirteen and twelve overall. Kinda, <laughs> Colorado. Yeah, I'll go Colorado there. Fourth seed, Florida State takes on the thirteenth seed, UNC Greensboro. UNC Greensboro. Oh no, I'm taking the Seminoles. I like Leonard Hamilton as a coach. The sixth seed, BYU, plays the winner of Michigan State UCLA. Who wins that Michigan State UCLA? Tom Izzo versus Mick Cronin. Spartans. And so Tom Izzo versus BYU. Spartans. Yeah, I'm with you there. The three seed Texas plays Abilene Christian. Texas is going to wipe the floor. Here's an interesting one. The seven seed UConn, 15 and 7, plays the 10 seed Maryland, 16 and 13. Mm. I feel like there's some secret sauce on Maryland on that one. I do too. I'm with you there. I like Maryland there. And then we got the two-seed Alabama playing the 15th-seed Iona, coached by Rick Pitino. I'm going to go Alabama. I've heard good things. Have you now? I got some friends who love them some Roll Tide, whether it be football or basketball or baseball. We'll go over to the other side of the bracket. Baylor is a one-seed. They play Hartford. Baylor. Yeah. North Carolina, the eight-seed against Wisconsin, the nine-seed. Ooh, Wisconsin. I got to go heels in that one. I I don't like what I've seen from Wisconsin this year. The five-seed Villanova plays the 12th-seed Winthrop. Villanova is 16-6. Winthrop is 23-1. Ooh, they're on to something. Let's go Winthrop. I'm going to go Winthrop there, too. The fourth seed, Purdue, plays number 13, North Texas. I like Purdue. I do, too. I like me some. Some Jaden Ivey, some Matt Painter. That big boy in the middle. Uh, oh, Zach Eady, 7-4. The sixth seed, Texas Tech, plays the 11th seed, Utah State. The sixth seed. You're going Texas Tech. Yeah. Winner gets electricity. Uh, the fifth seed, or excuse me, the third seed, Arkansas, 22-6. and six. Plays 14 seed Colgate, 14 and 1. Ooh, wow. What's the record for Arkansas? 22 and 6. <sighs> Arkansas. I think they're too athletic for Colgate. I think they win that game. Mm-hmm. They're going to the, get brushed off the floor. The 7 seed Florida, I get it, plays the 10 seed Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. I like the Hokies in that one, too, for some reason. I I thought they got a bad seed. And then you've got the second seed, Ohio State, playing the 15th seed, Oral Roberts. You know, I don't know that the Lord is going to lean towards <laughs> I know ORU they, on that one. I know one. they say expect a miracle. That would be. <laughs> I'm going Ohio State. Yeah. And, one, uh, and hello to our Buckeye fan that listens to the podcast. The one seed, Illinois, takes on the 16th seed, Drexel. Illinois is going to be tough the entire um, run. Number eight, Loyola of Chicago 
plays nine seed Georgia Tech, which just won the ACC championship. What's the record for Loyola? 24 and four. And they got Sister Jean. I'm going to go with them. I, Do we drive past them when we go into Chicago? Are they on the left they side? Were, of the, no, they're way up on the north side. Oh, on the north side. Okay. Yeah, they're way up on the north side. Uh, five seed Tennessee takes on 12 seed Oregon State. You know, my mom is moving real close to Orangetown there. I'm going to have to go Tennessee. Yep. I, I would take Tennessee in that one yeah. as well. The, I'm going to have to learn that song. Four seed Oklahoma State plays the 13th seed Liberty. No, Liberty. Nope. <laughs> nope. Flame out. Uh, the six seed San Diego State, 23 and four, takes on the 11 seed Syracuse, 16 and nine. Syracuse. Bayheim seems to win these kind of games in the tournament. I don't like him, but he wins. Yeah. So I would I would side with you there. Three seed West Virginia taking on the 14 seed Moorhead State. That three seed's too tough. I, I got to go too with my tough. man Huggy Bear, the Bob Huggins, West Virginia. Huggy Bear. Thank you for that reference. Seven seed Clemson taking on the 10th seed Rutgers. Clemson. And finally, the two-seed Houston against the 15-seed Cleveland State. This will be one they talk about that day. Cleveland State's going to surprise people. Whoa! Cleveland Whoa. State. Wow. Okay. We're going to be like, All right. what just happened? Cleveland well, State. I want the intern to mark these down. <laughs> Assuming that he gets his ID back in the FedEx package that was sent to him. Oh. Yeah. Left that at home, huh? Yeah. Under the mattress? No, on the on the dresser. So there you have it. There's Corey Picks the Brackets. <laughs> yes. Look Trailers is searching for dedicated people to join their team. They're hiring immediately for skilled positions, including welders, starting at $21 to $25 per hour. If you're looking for work in a great atmosphere that's focused on safety, working smart, and bettering the team every day, then Look Trailers is for you. They're located only 24 minutes from Goshen and just 9 minutes from White Pigeon, Michigan. Their family of brands include Look Trailers, Pace American, Cargo Express, and Everlight Trailers. Fly online at looktrailers.com today. Look Trailers is an equal opportunity employer. And now, a little segment we like to call Overrated, Underrated. Uh, behind the scenes, there's a guy by the name of Ken who helps us out with our video production. Uh, he's new to the uh, the family here at our work. Which is why the video production is new to Twitter, and hopefully you're enjoying that. In an effort to get to know him, we've talked music while he's setting up, and he loves himself some Smashing Pumpkins. Mm. So on the birthday of one Billy Corgan... Oh, appropriately enough. Let's do Overrated, Underrated, Smashing Pumpkins. It's not really my wheelhouse, um, so I'm not sure that I can really make a pick on this one. I will defer to you. The scientific uh, formula is five big albums or five big songs in uh, the the landscape. Not sure they've reached there. They have not. I've always thought this about them. They were flaming hot for a while, mm -hmm. and then damn, overrated. Wow. Way overrated. Oh, Ken, I'm so sorry. You're watching this right now. You're not watching it live, thank goodness. But as you watch it on tape, go ahead and stick the pins in the voodoo doll of Corey Mann <laughs> that you have at your desk. Are we launching those? <laughs> <laughs> Just overrated. Sorry. They haven't done anything worth listening to. In my opinion, 
in a long time. But if you go back and you listen to that uh, the Siamese Dream record, it's actually really good. Uh, the, the, the Melancholy, what you call it, record's really good. But after that, the, there's... Sorry, Ken, downhill from there. So just not enough production from the Pumpkins. Nope. They get smashed on overrated, underrated. Seeds everywhere. Meanwhile, your second... The acting talents, the catalog of 70-year-old Kurt Russell. (laughs) Overrated or underrated? I'm going to go underrated. I think the longevity of Kurt Russell's career, he churned out some good stuff on low-budget films for Disney when he was younger. He has had some awesome biographic portrayals i i think the job he did as herb brooks in miracle yes it's a great script it's a great story i felt like i was watching herb brooks and i just think that he doesn't always get enough credit for being an actor so even though i once had a contention satellite interview with him uh i can put that aside and give kurt russell his due i think he's underrated much like five albums, five songs, five movies. Mm-hmm. Backdraft. Yeah. Tombstone. Very good in Tombstone. Escape from New York. Snake Plissken. There's three. Man, there's a hijack movie where his wife gets kidnapped and he's got to go get her. I can't think You're of the name of it. You're not confusing him with Liam Neeson, are you? No. <laughs> a miracle, definitely. Yeah, miracle. But I would also say, and I don't have the titles in front of me, those Disney movies in the early 60s were really good. Yeah. Like fun, family. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't he the sneaker that wore, com- the computer that wore sneakers? Was that him? Might have been. Yeah. There's some good ones there. I'm going to go underrated as well. All right. So Kurt Russell. Tango and Cash. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just naming movies now. Kurt Russell, underrated. Smashing Pumpkins, overrated. Mm -hmm. And hopefully episode 301 of Sports Yak, down the middle. Yes. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Feel free to leave a review. That's always helpful to the podcast as a whole. You're on uh, Twitter, right? At 46 Sports. Me too. At my name is Corey. And of course, the Sports Yak with two Ks. Until next time, Yak fans. Ooga Rogers Hornsby. That's just the way Rajah, it is. You. Some things will never change. That was, that was Bruce. We've had some fun. Yeah, the show is done. Now we gotta run. It's Sports Yak. Sports Yak. Sports Yak is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. Done. Sports Yak Podcast brought to you by Look Trailers, searching for dedicated people to join their team. They're hiring immediately for skilled positions, including welders, starting at twenty-one to twenty-five dollars per hour. Located only twenty-four minutes from Goshen, nine minutes from White Pigeon, Michigan. Visit LookTrailers.com. Look Trailers is an equal opportunity employer.